everybody. Welcome back to the Equip Show. We are uh, in our second part of our series on Journey in the Prophetic. And uh, if you haven't watched part one, I just uh, encourage you just to go in to watch part one of the series. Um, but in today's show, part two, we're going to be talking about a couple things. And the first thing we're going to talk about is learning to hear from God, right? Because prophecy is um, speaking forth the mind and the counsel and the heart of the Lord. So we have to hear for it from ourselves first before we can speak it out to others. Okay, so learning to hear from God. Um, so in the last episode, we talked about the increasing need for believers to desire and to be active in the gift of prophecy, right? It's a spiritual gift that God gave to the church, but yet the church is, is not totally embracing this gift as it should. Um, Paul exhorts us to desire this gift and states that it can bring comfort and um, it can even actually bring others into a relationship with Christ. And uh, I'm going to share a scripture about that. Um, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 24 and 25 says this, But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an ungifted man enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his hearts are disclosed. And so he will fall on his face and worship God, declaring that he is certainly among you. Isn't that amazing that the gift of prophecy can lead others into conviction and into a relationship with Christ? That's powerful. That's such a powerful thing. Um, 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather or especially that you might prophesy. Right? So Paul is saying we have to desire this. The body of Christ needs to desire this spiritual gift, you know, and that's part of the reason why I was encouraged to teach a series about journey into the prophetic so that we can learn about it, understand it, and be active, and start to be activated in it more and more, okay? Um, 1 Corinthians 14, 31, For you may all prophesy one by one, that all may be learned and all might be comforted, right? So, um, you know, if, if you're a mercy-motivated person that loves to comfort others, you know, prophecy is a great way to do it and uh, it's actually not just doing it with our own thoughts and our own wisdom but it's actually doing it with the words of the Lord which is very very powerful um, so just to remind you the definition of prophecy is when an individual speaks forth the mind and counsel of God as they are impressed by the Spirit of God okay so in order to speak the mind and counsel of God we really need to be open to and to learn to hear God's voice right because we can't speak what we don't hear okay um, Jeremiah 33, verse 3, says this, Call to me, and I will answer you. Okay, this is, this is God speaking to him. Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you great and mighty things that you do not know. Right, so isn't that powerful, that God wants to speak to us things that we don't know, that we haven't heard yet, that we've never ever learned? That, I think that's just miraculous, and it's amazing that God loves us enough that he wants to speak to us. Job 3.33, verse 14 to 17 says, Indeed, God speaks once or twice, yet no one notices it. In a dream, a vision, or the night, when sound sleep falls on men, while they slumber in their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction that he may turn man aside from his conduct and keep him from pride. Okay, so God desires to speak to us, right, for our benefit, first of all, um, and also to benefit the body of Christ, okay? So he's trying to get our attention. He's trying to speak to us. Um, we're going to talk today about ways that he speaks to us as well in just a few minutes here. 
Um, but God is really wanting, wanting you and me and everyone in the body of Christ to understand um, that we can hear the voice of God. We can hear from God. We can sense things and to be open to that. Okay. Right. So many, uh, many of us as believers, you know, we've all sorts. We've grown up in all different backgrounds, and there's so many preconceived ideas about God. You know, um, a lot of believers believe that only God speaks to us through His Word, through the Bible. You know, and that's true. He does, but that's not the only way He speaks to us. Um, other believers think it's totally abnormal to hear God's voice. Right? Um, and uh, still others believe that only very devout or very special or gifted people can hear God's voice. Right? And, but that's not true. You know, God wants to speak to every single one of us. If we are following after Jesus, um, you know, and if we open our ears to hear him, he'll speak to us. Um, our God is a communicating God, and he wants to communicate with you, and he wants to communicate with me. Right? So, so hopefully this episode will encourage that in your life. Um, the Proverbs 29:12 says, "The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both." So it should be normal for us to hear from God, even on a daily basis, if we're listening to Him. John 10:27, Jesus says, "My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they will follow me." So this is Jesus talking. His sheep will hear His voice, and they will follow Him. So why should we want to hear God's voice? Okay. Prophecy reveals the mind and heart of God to his people. Okay, so hearing from God reveals his mind, his heart, and his thoughts towards the people. Um, it also encourages, it exhorts, and it comforts us as well. Um, it helps build the church to build a closeness between God and his people and also between one another. Okay, so it, it, it helps us in all sorts of ways. Um, it stimulates and encourages people to be better than they are, right? Have you ever, you know, maybe heard from God and, and uh, you know, you felt so guilty and convicted of something that you had done? You know, and it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. You know, and um, prophecy, you know, when we receive a prophetic word, when we hear from God for ourselves or we receive a prophetic word from somebody else, um, you know, it will encourage us to be better than, than we are. You know, and God... That's what he's wanting to do. He's, he's a God of love, comfort, healing, restoration, you know, bringing life and freedom, you know, and, and because he knows, you know, that, that all of us have missed it at some point in time in our life. So prophecy encourages us to be better than we are. Okay, it keeps us moving forward under fire. Okay, have you ever had difficult situations in your life, trials, or, you know, and maybe everything's fallen apart? You know, sometimes a prophetic word in the right season can keep us moving forward and, and help us not to give up when we feel like giving up. Help us not to give up when we feel discouraged or distraught. Okay. Um, it helps also, uh, it helps to produce real men in God who will pay the price to be in the forefront of what God is doing. You know, there's so many voices out there. There's so many, um, you know, in the world and even in our churches that are saying we can't do things that are saying, you know, focusing on, um, focusing on our negative parts rather than on what God wants to do in our lives, right? So, so prophecy just encourages us to keep going, to keep running the race, to not give up. Um, you know, so prophecy is so important that way. So God loves us and he wants to communicate with us. And uh, through the language of prophecy, God wants to speak into our hearts what's, what's already there, right? We're, 
we're spiritual beings, you know, and our spirits are alive in Him, and He just wants to speak those things into our life to, for us to, you know, to awaken that, to awaken the purposes and the plans, so that we rise up to become the people He's called us to be. Amen? Isn't that powerful? That's good. Um, so, first of all, we need to increase our hearing ear. What does God want to speak the most to us about? Okay, that's the question. What does God want to speak to you about? He wants to speak to you about you. First and foremost, right? Sometimes people go to pray and they have their grocery list of prayers. You know, pray for this situation, pray for that situation, and that's awesome. But God wants you first. He wants your attention. He wants to speak into your life. Um, you know, we need to learn to hear from God in personal times. And we need him to challenge our heart and our actions at times, right? We're so distracted all the time. You know, we're just, we are sheep, literally sheep. Sheep go astray, sheep get distracted, you know, sheep get dirty and in the mud and all that kind of stuff. You know, and, and sometimes we need to spend time with the Lord so he can speak to us first about our heart, our actions, and so he can reveal things into our lives. That's right. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? You know, God just, he, he loves us enough. He wants to deal with us first. Um, then from the basis of the fact that God has been speaking to us, you know, in that secret place, you know, during those times of just him and us, you know, then we can minister to others. Then we have something inside of us to pour out to others. Um, you know, and I can confirm that with scripture. Matthew 10, 27, it says this, Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. Right? So it says, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. Okay, so when we're in those dark times and we go to God, you know, and he's going to tell us things, he's going to help us with some things, um, you know, he wants us to speak it in the light. And what we hear in the ear, preach, in, preach on the housetops. You know, if we're not hearing things from God and we're going out and we're preaching and we're teaching, then, then really, you know, we can preach the Bible, but we're really you know, hindering God from flowing through us with that life, that life-giving power, his life-giving presence that he wants us to have. Okay, so, so spending time with God, hearing from him for ourselves first, is the number one most important thing um, that we have to establish in our lives first. Then we can look at being active in prophecy and ministering to others. So, yeah, so specifically God's voice is meant for us first, um, and then we can speak it out to others. Okay, like I said, it um, provides edification, exhortation, comfort. It helps people know that we love them. Confirms, provides a witness, awakens people to their will and their purpose. You know, and so much more. I talked about that in the last episode. Um, so I just want to move on now to uh, how does God speak to us? You know, what are some different ways that God can speak to us, okay? Well, the first way, and the most obvious, and the way that I think everybody understands in the body of Christ is through his word, right? The word of God, the Bible. Um, John 1.1, 1, 1, Jesus is called the word of God. And, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes when we hear from God, he'll even direct us to a chapter and verse, or he'll speak to us, and he'll say, you know, go to, you know, go to the book of John, or go to this book and start to read. And uh, he might give us a specific chapter and verse as well, right? So, so that's one way God speaks to us is through his word. Um, the second way God speaks to us is, I, I call them prophetic impressions, okay? And impressions, basically. This is the most common way, you know, other than through the word, that God will speak to us. 
is through prophetic impressions. Okay, um, so I'm going to talk about, you know, there's mental or spiritual impressions. Um, in Acts 14.9, Paul perceived that a man who was crippled from birth had faith for healing, right? So he perceived it. It was a, he was impressed by the Spirit of God that, um, you know, that this guy had faith for healing. Um, Acts 27.10, uh, you know, it says, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, okay? So, you know, so it was a prophetic warning, right? So we can perceive things, you know, we can sense things, they can come into us. Um, so that's one way. Uh, impressions in our body, okay? Some receive words of knowledge, and that's actually another spiritual gift for healing through people's bodies, okay? So for instance, um, you know, I know in ministry this has happened to me and I, I've seen it happen to some, you know, r really amazing men and women of God where, where they sensed somebody needed healing in an area and they felt like a little bit of pain in that area in their body, right? Maybe somebody's knee was out or their back was sore, um, you know, something needed to be healed, right? Or or so they perceived it in a part of their body, maybe one of their eyes or something like that. And I just feel right now that somebody's watching and you have, um, you have, you have some blindness in one of your eyes. And um, I'm just going to prophetically speak to that, you know, that um, God wants to heal that blindness in your eye. And as you draw near to him and as you ask him, you know, just to say, I receive your healing, that God's going to heal that eye, right? And I just see as you, I'm watching right now that you have a blindness in your eye or a partial blindness in your eye. Um, uh, it might be, I'm not sure which eye it is. I'm kind of sensing the right eye. But I, I'm feeling that as you're watching right now that God's going to heal, heal that eye, right? And if that's you, I want you to write to us at Equip Ministries. Go onto our website, equipministries.ca, and fill out the contact form, and we'd love to hear from you. And we're just going to trust that your eye is healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That was good. Right? So that's an example, you know. Um, and I really believe that was for somebody watching. But that's also an example of somebody um, getting an impression about a word of healing. You know, we can have an impression in our emotion. Um, God allows us to feel in our own soul what someone else is experiencing. Okay? Um, or we, we feel what the Lord feels for the person, okay? So if all of a sudden we have an overwhelming sense of shame or guilt or depression or anxiety, right? That might be an impression of what somebody else is going through, right? Or we feel a great sense of love, right? Maybe somebody that's um, really, you know, feeling rejected or, or feeling like nobody loves them, um, you know, and we feel that sense of love, that might be something that they need to hear is, is that they are loved, right? They are valued. Okay, so that's just an example of an impression with our emotion. Uh, the third way is spiritual intuition. Okay, I think most of you might have heard of women's intuition. Okay, this is a spiritual intuition, right, where you just know in your spirit, you just have a hunch. Like something inside of you is just like telling you something, right? There's like an intu intuition there. Okay, um, fourthly, spiritual senses. Okay, so the senses I'm talking about, spiritual seeing, hearing, smelling, touching, tasting, right? Um, you know, sometimes we can see things, you know, in, in the spirit of God. Second uh, Kings 2, Elijah's mantle passing to Elisha was seen, was seen by others. Um, spiritual hear, hearing, we can have a word of knowledge where we hear something, you know, God speaks something to us. Um, spiritual smell, right? I know I haven't smelled this, but I know other people have discerned things by their smell, right? They've smelled you know, incense or the Holy Spirit, they smelt death at times. 
Um, you know, they smell different things that are sig significant. Uh, spiritual touch is a knowing of a fact that insight when we lay hands on someone, right? So knowing that, you know, if God puts it on us to, to, you know, to lay hands on somebody um, and we just, we just sense them, sense it. Uh, spiritual taste, right? Uh, again, I haven't experienced this, but some people can, you know, taste something in their mouth and it's, 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 uh, some, it's a spiritual sense they're picking up on something. Um, number five. Uh, physical feeling in our bodies, right? Uh, you know, in Luke 8, you know, Jesus knew that some woman touched the hem of his garment because uh, power went out of him, right? So, so he could f physically feel something being released, right? He had that sense in his body. And uh, another way God can speak to us is through his still, small voice. Okay, so he'll give us personal instruction or encouragement. You know, one time... Um, uh, I was driving along and I was thinking about that. I was thinking, when's the last time I heard from God? When's the last time I heard his voice? And um, I couldn't remember, you know, and I just said, God, like, like I want to hear your voice. I want, I want you to speak to me, you know, and he just, he basically spoke to me in a still small voice. And he said, you are my daughter. You are my daughter. Keep going. You know, and it was just simple words. It wasn't anything, you know, dynamic or huge or grandiose. But it was just, just him reminding me that, yes, I'm here. You know, like, now that you're listening, I can speak to you. You know, and I believe that there's many people out there, too. You know, maybe you heard God's voice at one time, or maybe you never have. And all you have to do is ask, right? All we have to do is ask, and God wants to speak to us. Okay, so number six was still small voice of God. Number seven, the internal and audible voice of God. Okay. So when he speaks something to our spirit, uh, number eight, uh, glimpses in the spirit. So maybe uh, you see a picture um, or something like that, uh, an internal vision. Um, another way is songs and hymns, right? Maybe a song comes to you and it's, you've never heard that song. Other gifts, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Okay, those are all, um, you know, in, in Corinthians, it teaches all about those gifts. And I'm not going to get into them today for the sake of time. And then there's also open visions where you just see something. Your eyes are wide open, you're wide awake, and you just, you just see something as well. Um, you know, dreams are another way as well that God speaks to us. But, you know, those are all different ways that God, that we can hear from God. I know we call it hearing, but those are all different ways that we can hear from God. And, uh, and just to be open to that. And uh, so quickly, I want to go through the uh, four components of prophecy. And I'll be reviewing them again later on in, in the series. But prophecy consists of three aspects. The first one is revelation, okay? That which God has shown, okay? God speaks to us in many of the above ways. And usually that first part is called revelation, you know, and, and I know there's... Um, people out there that they usually like, yeah, that's what God's showing me, and they stop there, and either they take the word for themselves or they deliver it to something, and it's like, this is what God showed, right? Um, and, but really, that's the only, only the first part of, you know, getting a word from God is that revelation, okay? Um, you know, prophecy is a mix of the Holy Spirit drawing upon our knowledge and experiences with God and our understanding of scriptures, times of prayer, communion, and preparation, right? So the more equipped we are in the kingdom of God. You know, the more we've studied, the more learned we are, the more times of prayer that we have, um, you know, then we can start to go from revelation into the next part, which is interpretation, right? Interpretation. 
Um, so interpretation is this. So God's shown us something that's revelation. Interpretation is what does, what does it mean? Okay. I just saw something. I just heard something. Now what does it mean? Okay. Um, okay. What does it mean? Is this for me? Is this for somebody else? Right. How am I supposed to interpret this? Is this for now? Is this for later? Right. Um, you know, is this a scripture just to encourage me or is this something I should act on? Is there some change in my life I should make? Right. So that's the interpretation. Um, so it requires experience and wisdom. Okay. Like I said, it requires knowledge of the word and prayer as well. You know, so, um, so sometimes, you know, a lot of people, they receive a revelation and then they, they just explain what that is. But a lot of times it's not interpreted right. Right? So sometimes it takes being interpreted right with the heart of God, you know, and, and knowing God's heart is for that person, um, is that he loves them and wants to see, see them come into his goodness, come into his purposes, to his destiny. Right? So we have to understand that when we're interpreting um, a revelation that God's given us. Then the third part is application. Okay, how, do, how, do a per, how does a person walk out that which is spoken? Right? How can we help them giving a prophetic word and providing it? How can we help them walk it out? You know, and all prophetic words, um, you know, are dependent on obedience, right? Obedience on my part. No, there's no personal prophecy that we can give that's unconditional. Prophecy can be repealed if the conditions are not met, okay? Um, the only unconditional prophecy I've ever read about in the Bible is over nations in Daniel, you know, but other than that, if it's a personal prophecy, then, you know, God wants to, God really wants to, um, put it upon our heart to be obedient to him, to be obedient, you know, to that which he's given us as well. Okay, so application says, when and how will this come to pass? What should I do with it? Should I maybe just pray into it? Is it the right timing? Is it for my information only, or is it something I need to share with somebody else? Um, should it be shared publicly or privately? You know, who's supposed to hear this? Is it one person, right? Is it, is it um, you know, a whole church, a leadership? You know, who's supposed to hear this? Um, so, and then there's a timing of when should I share this word, right? So that's the application. So that's, and those are all important questions. And there's so much encompassing in that. But, you know, sometimes we get a, we get a revelation and then we have to spend time. And, and what I always do is I start to write down words. And I encourage others to do this as well and help others learn to do this. Is I write down what God has shown me. And then I start to interpret it and say, like, hey, what does this mean? And I start to think of other scriptures and I ask God, like, show me what this means. You know, so it takes, it really drives me closer into a prayer life with him rather than just receiving it. And then how can I apply this? You know, is this something I can apply now? Is this something that I have to, that I need to share with somebody else? Um, or is this something I need to wait on or, or to pray into it? Right. Some words are meant to be shared. Some words are meant to be prayed into. Um, right, so we can't always assume everything that's been spoken to us, uh, you know, is, is to be shared for right now. Okay, so there's revelation, there's interpretation, there's application, and then if we decide that we're ready to share a word and we're in a situation where the door is open to that, um, then there's presentation. Okay, how will I present the word? Okay, so a lot of people think, well, I'll just present it how it was shown to me, you know, and that, that can be good, but sometimes we need to explain it. Um, you know, it's always, always, always a good thing to back it up by scripture. You know, is this scripturally, scripturally relevant? 
Um, you know, so, to, so if God shows you a scripture to add to it, you know, do that, uh, right? Sometimes he'll, you know, give you an example of a story that you have uh, that pops in your head or a Bible story that relates to it, um, you know, to kind of support the, the prophetic word, okay? But in saying that, you don't want to add or embellish it either. So you only want to share that which God has shown you. Uh, if it's something that's, you, maybe you've received it and it's kind of negative, this is important. I like to use something called positive opposites. Okay, so if, if it's something that, you know, you see something or you sense something not right in somebody's life, right? So say for instance, you know, maybe they're, um, you know, maybe they're in sexual sin and you see that. Well, it's probably not going to be edifying, exhorting, or comforting to go up to them and say, you know, you know, I saw this picture and you were in sexual sin. Well, that's not a prophetic word, right? That's, you know, maybe that's a, a dis discernment or something like that, but it's not gonna help them into get closer into the relationship with God. So I like to use positive opposites when I think, hey, what's the opposite of that sin, right? And the opposite of the sin is holiness, right? Or, you know, God might show you that somebody's struggling with doubt. Well, what's the opposite of doubt? Well, faith, having faith in God. Right? God wants to increase your faith because God doesn't want them to focus on the sin and be sin conscious, but he wants to focus, them to focus on um, being God conscious and seeking him and pursuing after his, his will and his purpose for their lives. Right? So positive opposites is one way we can do that. Okay, so we must realize that we know in part um, and that we prophesy in part. Okay, what does that mean? It means that we have to also understand that we can be wrong. Okay. There's not one of us that's infallible. The only thing that's infallible is the word of God. Um, there's not one of us that's infallible. So we have to understand that it can be wrong and open to that correction as well. Okay. Um, so I'm going to continue on with this teaching in our next lesson. But I just want to encourage you today just to continue just to learn and to be open uh, to learning about the prophetic ministry. And um, we just hope that you had a, a good time watching this episode. And we just Stay tuned for part three of Journey in the Prophetic. And thanks for watching.